Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Murder, she wrote. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. I am, as ever, not Kate Kulzik. I'm not Allison Shoemaker. That's amazing. Look at that. Look how amazing that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are not joined by, as ever, by Noel Kirkpatrick. Um, it's it's just it's just the two of us and Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hanging out. Hi, Marcus. Hanging out in the Zoom, talking about Murder, She Wrote, season one, episode one or maybe two, depending on how you number it, part two of the murder of Sherlock Holmes. In which Sherlock Holmes doesn't get murdered. It's a very misleading title. Um, Kate, I have, before we start, I have a confession to make, mm. which is I finished watching this episode last night because I was not, I didn't barrel on through like some people. Uh, I finished watching this episode last night at like midnight and then immediately watched the next episode of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> and I could have watched three or four more. Yeah. Um, how how did you feel about jumping back into Jessica putting all the pieces together? It's it's just such a I mean, I I, I think the pilot is very consistent. I'm curious, actually, because you did watch on how the pacing felt different to you in a regular length episode versus the double length pilot. Um, and so we'll hopefully get to that. But um, I, 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 you know, this, this is a very uh, roundabout sort of uh, Jessica's adventures in New York pilot. And that continues in the <laughs> second episode here. Uh, not all the digressions are great, uh, but I think, you know, watching Jessica <laughs> follow that bus with another bus. <laughs> And they just like run into the street to get a taxi. It's like that's not how. That's how you get hit by a taxi. You're not Dustin Hoffman. They're just gonna hit you. Um, uh, yeah. It was. There's a lot of like, a lot more faints than I think we're trained to expect in in mm-hmm. these types of shows at this point because it is a double length pilot and because the show is just infinitely more interested in Jessica Fletcher gets into hijinks than in actually like engaging with and solving the case the actual answer they give is so dumb and stupid and i don't think it works at all um (laughs) but the 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 revelation like the scene lansbury is so good that i don't care um i was yelling at my tv i mean uh I was actually, I I had made popcorn when I watched this. I was yelling at my TV, being like, what are you doing? Why are you like, he's a killer. And you're like, I know, I'll confront him at his pool where he shot someone. Uh, It just tells us, again, so much about her and who she is and that she is not someone who's going to try to bluff or lie her way out of the situation. Um, she's just going to trust on her charm to have this murderer decide he's not going to kill her, though, because she's the protagonist. Um, <laughs> it's just a delightful show. I'm glad that you kept watching. And I easily could have the other day as well if I did not have some Harley Quinn I needed to watch. So, yeah, uh, I very much enjoyed the second part. What what did you think? And and I'm, I'm curious how that um, that like pacing and total comparison was between the first episode two-parter and the second episode. 
Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge a very important point that Marcus makes in the comments here. Uh, Marcus says the bus driver's sarcastic response to how buses work doesn't make sense. It could be a different line. And that was exactly what I thought. I was like, what? This is written by someone who's never written a bus. Like, what are you even talking about? The worst thing is when you assume that the bus that you're getting on is going the same place as the bus in front of you and you don't look at the number and then all of a sudden you wind up in Hyde Park. That's happened to me. Um, (laughs) How does Jessica Fletcher know more about New York bus lines than the bus driver? That does not make any sense. None at all. Um, As I was watching yesterday, the and I'm curious if you can guess when I had this thought. There was a certain scene I was watching and I went, oh, you know what? I bet you this got, they asked for this to be a double length pilot after the fact. So it's the only reason I can possibly think that this scene exists is that they needed to fill 90 seconds for no reason. Um. Well, the, the scene of the audition? Yes! Yes! The audition! We already know he sucks. We didn't need more evidence that that guy blows. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, the the audition. I was like, yes, 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 we get it. We get it. Oh, my God, we get it. And it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it just keeps going. Um, like like Keenan says here, and hi, Keenan. Uh, it's weirdly mean-spirited. and Because the rest of the show isn't. So, like, the pilot, I mean, it isn't that much, even though some people get killed. Um, it's all very, again, it's all very Christy, like, um, uh, well, we're very, very, we're very civilized about how we kill people, clearly, right? Like, it's very gentleman murderer kind of tone with all of the violence. Uh, and so when that, that scene did stand out for that, where it's like, let's make sure we show her trying her darndest, but not being very good at singing. And, uh... And we're going to focus on our cleavage uh, and we're going to make sure we do it in a condescending way. It's I'm not used to focusing the a show, focusing on the cleavage to be condescending. <laughs> it was yeah. a little unusual. Condescending to, to everybody. Yeah. Like everyone in that scene is, is the worst, just the worst. All three of them, except, I mean, when Jessica enters, obviously Jessica is the best, but when it's, when it's our our um songsmith i don't know what he, is he a producer is he a composer is he a performer it's very unclear our um theater person playing his piano all condescendingly and it's a terrible song and he's so smug and he's smirking and he's kind of saying he's the worst but she's also the worst and then the producer that brought her in is also the worst. They're all the worst. Anyway, oh, that scene does not. Who's the sh- actor? The boyfriend producer that brought her in. It was a, it's a name. I recognized him and I couldn't, I didn't write it down. I should have. I was like, oh, he must come back. And then he didn't because he had like one line. I can't figure it out. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to think about it because Sally Young must be the performer. Unless they mean the performer at the beginning of the pilot. Yeah. Maybe we're just primed to be looking for people who are recognizable um, in relatively thankless roles because of Andy Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that takes us to, to you know, what has been a theme in, in the chat so far, which was um, Keenan saying, I thought the extended mugging sequence felt like filler. Marcus says, but it had Andy Garcia, so it was worth it. And, like, 
for listeners, the first thing, like basically the first thing that Marcus said in the chat was, by the way, we have to talk about Andy Garcia. And we do. Um, so what what did you think of the mugging sequence, Allison? Um, well, while I remembered who did it in some detail and vaguely remembered that the resolution was extremely exposition heavy, um, I did not remember the mugging sequence because there's no reason to, since it does not really affect the plot. Um, so I was worried when Jessica's on the bus and it kept cut, the camera kept cutting to the black man who follows her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be so racist. Why is this so racist? And then like it was, but in a different way. (laughs) Um, Sort of, you know what I mean? Like it just, then it, then he's like, oh no, you were wrong. He is actually great. I was like, this is just, this is so weird. Um, it's just the whole thing was really weird. And then like, don't you know, Mrs. Fletcher, you're famous. It just, no, but it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes (laughs) any sense. There is absolutely no way that no matter how well that book is selling, that Jessica Fletcher is an overnight celebrity to the level that there would both be a poster of her on a random wall in New York and that that poster would be graffitied when her book, when she just met her publisher for the first time, like whatever. Don't think about it. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The, uh, it, it very much, I mean, and because, I mean, in the credits here, Andy Garcia is, is first white tough. So he is, he is supposed to be white there, but it did feel like a little bit of a throwback to, it's like, we're going to make him a white guy, but we're not going to make him a waspy white guy. Cause we still want him to feel like we're engaging with some sort of a, a racial element to this while we wag our fingers at the audience for assuming that we were going to make the black guy, the person who attacked her um, because, because of all the things that we did to make them think that he would. It's just, (laughs) that's a much more articulate way of describing my point of encapsulating my point, because it just like, it's like, that's gotcha. Like, that's not what that's, you don't want to gotcha inherent bias like that's not that's really weird yeah um the doctor was a woman it's that in in (laughs) teleplay form um so yes not about the mugging uh keenan also we should acknowledge that this is is this the first time that a caldwell has gotten a caldwell uh i think so yeah so because keenan called it yeah she says, guys, even though I accidentally called it on who the murderer was, it was so exposition heavy. I fell asleep and couldn't enjoy the sweet taste of ha- having actually guessed something for once. Um, yeah, it's so dumb. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, it's real, real dumb. It's like, ah, yes, because I passioned my entire life after the kind of money Cristo, as opposed to like, he was going to ruin me. So like, yeah, wh- why? It, it's the bewildering thing. Is that all of the little pieces at least sort of make sense in terms of the way that you would expect a mystery to resolve. So, like, it makes their rivals and there's a private detective and then you sort of think there's corporate espionage and this, that and the other thing. It 
you can see the pieces that Jessica is working out. The phone call and then the it's the wrong writer's name and the automatic lights and all of that stuff. That's fine. What I don't understand is when if it's all about means, motive and opportunity, why do you make sure that this guy has means and opportunity and then give him a just bewildering motive? Just like that's not based in, in basically anything other than that one line about the Count of Monte Cristo. If that was what you wanted to do, why wouldn't you find places for him to like slip up about his background or he has a tattoo that he could never cover up or it's just something to hint at this past, this nefarious past? Because I just don't believe for a sec, if nothing else, I don't believe for a second that a prominent New York publisher would have a secret past as an escapee that doesn't like you would want to be as low profile as possible i've seen a simple favor you've got to do the other thing you've got to like no no photographs i'm not allowed to be photographed he's he's a publisher he's a he's a publisher it doesn't make any sense i'm not saying all publishers are famous but i a a prominent publisher in a major city who was an affluent white guy. They're just, it's so stupid. And then Marcus makes a good point here. Dressing up as Sherlock after he shot him in the face with the shotgun. That doesn't make any sense at all. Just in terms of the way that blood works. Mm-hmm. What? And, and like, and water. Yeah. I know it's so I I like Murder She Wrote so much and it does not prevent me from enjoying this episode, but it's really that piece of it is so dumb. Like so dumb. Like season three of Lucifer level dumb. Oh, sick burn. Yeah. It's Lieutenant Bland and uh the it's the proposal dumb. It's that dumb. Yes, it's that dumb. Yeah. Uh the the thing that is just about as dumb also is their attempts to really make this some sort of star-crossed romance and love, great love in a whirlwind weekend with Jessica when there is no chemistry None. and there's nothing like they don't even seem like they are like have anything to talk about, you know, no. or or like are find each other vaguely interesting other than when they had to be like the we were starting something like like their scenes when they are talking about the other person when the other person isn't there are infinitely more believable than mm-hmm. when they're sharing a scene, uh, yeah. which is just like, I mean, that's just not good. It's just not good. Uh, and the notion that he's like this bitter criminal who spent his whole life amassing a fortune to, to strategically take down every, like that he's that calculating and precise and ruthless and determined. And like, we haven't gotten even a whisper of that. Even the, like just a, just the tiniest hint of that in any of his interactions at any point throughout the thing. It's not like he was like snapping at Kit or something, and then he softened when he, he saw that Jessica was there because she's like working for him and everything. Like there is no inkling of that element of his personality. Um, it's just it's just it's just so dumb. It's really it's dumb. so dumb. It's just, it's really dumb. I will say, Angela Lansbury sells it like it's on the about to expire, so it's half off shelf at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, she she makes up a lot of ground, because I find that actor, what's his name? Arthur Hill. Um, 
probably a very fine actor in other things. Just flat boring. Could not be more dull in mm-hmm. this episode. Just a character that I find completely uninteresting a performance that does nothing for me. Um, so Lansbury does a lot of work in making it remotely believable. Uh, but I agree that I think it's more believable when they are apart. You know who has more chemistry with Angela Lansbury than this character? The sheriff? Well, of course, but okay. I was going to say Magna P.I. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> like, that's true. Like, and that's like, they're not even going for that remotely, but they're, you know, they just have better rapport and chemistry than someone who's obviously supposed to be a not insignificant love interest. I mean, damn. Ugh, damn. Anyways. <sighs> Do you have any other parts of this episode that you wanted to make sure to hit or shall we open it up to Marcus and Keenan? Let's, let's open it up. I, you know, I think we've, I think we've gone on enough. Yeah. Do y'all have uh, thoughts that you want to share? Um, oh, there are a lot of them. Keenan says, if you're a super rich dude who's obsessed with the Count of Monte Cristo, you're definitely a murderer. Um, mm. <laughs> which, fair point. She also says, I bought that he'd be super into Jessica, but not that Jessica would be flirting with him. I mean, who wouldn't be super into Jessica? Yeah. That is a that is also a fair point. Uh, Marcus says, I didn't guess him after the first part because I couldn't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that seems reasonable. Um, Kate, do you have other thoughts? Well, I do want to, if Marcus, if you can hop on. I'm curious because Geenan had seen Murder, She Wrote before, at least this pilot. Marcus, this was your very first experience with Murder, She Wrote. And really with this type of procedural, you said, in quite a while. So I am very curious what you thought of this two-parter. Um, is interesting because it's like i've heard of this show obviously and know you know things about it but i haven't ever actually seen anything before so there's some things that was like exactly like uh as i would expect even just down to like the theme song (laughs) (laughs) it's also hard to say because it is a two-parter just the pacing was very different and very unexpected and overall, I thought it was pretty good. I think Jessica Fletcher is a very good character, and Angela Lansbury does great things with it. Yeah, this individual mer- uh, mystery was pretty good until the very end, like that it doesn't work. <laughs> but it was good up until that point. It felt like they just needed, like, they wanted to do the twist or something, and it doesn't make sense, but... I, I kind of like the premise of just like the old, it's like the more old fashioned whodunit versus the, uh, what most procedurals are. So it's like, you know, everyone before it, before the murder occurs. Mm-hmm. Definitely a funner way to do it. Did it make you want to watch more Murder, She Wrote? Um, not 12 seasons worth. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's fair. Um, I might be interested in watching a few random episodes. Mm-hmm. If I ever feel like it, maybe go and get like watch some of the ones that are supposed to be a, like better or whatever, and not just try and like uh, look up what the ten best episodes are or whatever. I feel like a good way to to handle murder she wrote is similar to Columbo, and, and it's search up like look who the guest stars are, and if there's an actor that you like, watch that one. 
Because there will be, you know, there's a different, there's some re- recurring kind of cast like Grady and that kind of thing. But a lot of times it's like, Jessica's on a book tour and she's in this town and hijinks ensue, right? Somebody is killed and for whatever reason she gets brought into it. So like if you find, you know, if you search up Murder, She Wrote, Best Guest Stars, that kind of thing, or Best Episodes will be a similar thing. You go like, oh, that one. Yes, I will watch that one. Um, it's a good way to go. Yeah. So watch this one for the two minutes of Andy Garcia. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Yep. Um, I uh saw a T-shirt on somewhere Etsy somewhere the other day. Um, that was a picture of Jessica Fletcher, like glasses in hand, classic pose. Um, very retro background, and underneath it, it said, "I killed them. I killed them all." <laughs> it made me so happy. Um. It's it's great. Everywhere she goes, people just drop dead. Um, I will say, I think the button on this episode is fantastic. And I wish that the next episode was Jessica Fletcher solving the two. What are they? Wrestlers? The two mm-hmm. dead wrestlers in Central Park. And one of them was drowned. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square yeah. Garden. Thank you. In the ring. Yeah. Yeah, two di- and one was stabbed and the other drowned, something like that. But when she's like, no, I've got to go. New York's not for me. I have to get back to Cabot Cove. I've got to eat some lobster and go for a jog and drowned. I loved it so much. <laughs> what a good uh, little button. Uh, good times. I enjoyed that they did the consistency with the uh, the porter uh, who keeps like, you know, I, I, they the fact that they took the time to be like, Yes, and good luck to your your kid. I hope he gets that scholarship. And that, like, to, it shows us so much about her that she is the type of person that is like absolutely uh, uh, has learned the names of everyone she's interacted with and is now fast friends with the person who works on the train. Um, such such that has made enough of a positive impression that when she keeps coming back and leaving, he's not exas- exacerbated by it, but charmed and like just happy to see her again. Yeah. You know. Totally. There's a little detail when she runs out of, um, I I don't know, the offices of Captain whatever the hell his name is, Captain Caleb, um, after she's been spying on Ashley. Ashley takes off. She's like, sign me out, will you, Tom? Right. And then that's when Jessica's chasing her and she runs past the desk and goes, nice to meet you, Tom, because she can't (laughs) even when in hot pursuit, even in the middle of some like shenanigans, she cannot help. But say thank you and nice to meet you to the doorman whose name she remembers from when she snuck into the building, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Keenan says there is there's a solid Instagram account called Murder She Roars War. So murder underscore she underscore war that reviews Angela Lansbury fashion in general and specifically does Angela Lansbury as dessert posts. So if you scroll a little further back, you can find those. And that sounds absolutely delightful. Marcus says, I would have watched the next episode if it was the case of a drowned wrestler at Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very good setup. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the next one is also is also good. It's like it's a good little mystery, Um, but it's not as good as that. (laughs) (sighs) So do we have any final? Yeah. Any final comments? Um. I hope that we watch another one someday. I'm sure we will. I mean, we'll do the rounds of detectives when we need to fill gaps, but yeah, Jessica Fletcher, she's the goat. She's very good. She's She's very, very good. good. 
Um, I, we didn't even talk about the other person showing up dead. This shows how much of an impact that has. Well, I will say um, I, the revelation that he's rolled up two things. The revelation that he's rolled up in the sail uh, and that our um, our like townie sheriff has to be like, well, here's how a boat works. Yeah. Young fools um, is kind of fun. It's gruesome, but kind of fun. Um, and also that makes Preston just just a total sociopath. Like yeah. it's one thing. Neither of them is excusable, obviously, but it's one th- you can understand the motivation to murder the guy who could send you back to prison because he knows your deep, dark secret past, whatever. It's another to murder someone you're presumably friends with. Just so that you don't get caught for the first murder. Mm-hmm. And then wrap him up in a sail? Well, because he's not even trying to hide him because he calls two different police officers. Right. To police departments to, to let them, you know, to make sure they find the body. So it's like. Yeah. Preston is not great. He's not a great guy. Doesn't speak well to uh, Jessica's uh, judge of character. Although presumably her late husband was a lovely gent. Yes. I would but, like to assume, but yeah. But maybe the reason pre- that Jessica was so hesitant about Preston is that she mm-hmm. could somehow sense it. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Kate, do you want to take us out since you're back on duty tomorrow? Okay. Well, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the first episode of Lucifer season four. So we're headed back over to the Lucifer, uh, I guess, journey arc. I'm going to, I, I, Unfortunately, do not have to re-record the whisper thing introduction. Um, I have seen all of season four. Noel has seen, I think, just the first episode, but he might have seen a, a couple more. Allison, you still have not seen any season four, I believe? Yeah, I don't cheat. Okay. Well, the first episode of season four is called Everything's Okay. And if you remember <laughs> where we left off season three. Uh, Nothing's Okay. So, any predictions about what's going to happen in season four besides the opening scene, which I know, like the that montage has been the, like the insty play thing for a while. So. Oh, of him singing "Creep." Yeah. Oh well, so he'll sing "Creep." Um. Oh, okay. So everything's okay. So it's a so the entire episode is a riff on OK Computer, the seminal Radiohead album. So he sings "Creep," and it's because. Chloe thinks he's a creep and a weirdo. And then it's what the hell am I doing here? And that's fun because it's here earth, but then hell cause he's the devil. And then, um, and then later he goes to the gym to try to work off some of his anxiety. And as he's running on the treadmill, he, um, sings fitter, happier, more productive. Um, and then, uh, he, does um uh exit music for a film to like try to convince chloe to trust him again and then maybe he also does a song from the bends just for the hell of it okay there we go well i'm looking forward to the conversation uh so is marcus uh keenan should we say anything about that or should we let her find that out i was kind of gonna let that be a surprise if this is the um this season long person Oh, no, I didn't forget. Also, you didn't spoil it for me, I don't think, um, because everybody who is aware of the shows that I cover has mentioned this to me. Yeah. So no worries. 
We're good. But I won't spoil it for others. So for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, there's a very special guest star in this next episode that Allison is very, well, she is very excited about, but she would be if she didn't know if it was coming. She'd be like, (gasps) when when the person showed up. Yeah. I mean, I still will. That's like every time he shows up at anything, I have that reaction. So we will talk more about that tomorrow in case anybody listening doesn't know who we mean, because then they get to have that moment themselves. Um, but yeah, the whole, like all the way through season three, it's just like season two, you had Trisha Helfer season four, you had this person. And then another actor who I think is very good in the season season three, Lieutenant Bland. Poor Tom Can't Bland. win them all. Apparently. Anyways, looking forward to it. Uh, thank you to Marcus and Keenan for hanging out in the zoom today. And Marcus for sharing his thoughts on murder. She wrote and coming along with us, even though I, expect this is not how you anticipated you'd be spending two days back when you started streaming a place with us with lucifer um and thank you to everybody listening at home we'll be back tomorrow bye bye